we put other people on a pedestal and think that they're doing better, that they're a benchmark, that we should be like them. But no one else in this world can be the person that you are. So take them off that pedestal, stop giving them your energy and power and give it to yourself. Welcome back to another episode of Frequencies. Something that I've noticed with my episodes so far anyway is that I'll begin recording in a very like mellow state. Usually I've just meditated or I've just exercised and I'm in like a really blissful state and I'm really relaxed and I'm like in flow and in a trance and then like I notice that the volume of my voice increasingly and gradually becomes louder towards the end of the episode and I start talking faster and more passionately because the things that I'm talking about are really important to me and it just I think it's funny because I'm like trying to maintain some level of consistency in these episodes and I I don't know I don't feel like it's very consistent anyway I digress I am already kind of in an elated state right now because I've recorded episodes prior to this today I am on a um on a productivity train right now I don't really like to use that word too often because I feel like productivity denotes some level of like hustle and grind culture that I'm not for we're not here for that um but I do understand that productivity for me is just you know getting what I need to do done feeling in flow feeling in a good state and sharing the good word the message that you guys need to hear Anyway, so today's episode is going to be about people-pleasing. Now, I decided that my last episode, um, before I spoke about nutrition, about eating and, you know, the lifestyle, I briefly touched on main character energy and I kind of want to turn this into a little series. Um, And as I learn about what contributes to main character energy, I'm going to do an episode on each part I think like my mind thinks that there are four parts to keep it simple but we'll see how we go I'm being very spontaneous with it and just allowing these thoughts lessons and messages to just come through naturally as I learn so today's part um, part two of main character energy Um, And that's people-pleasing. Basically, in this series, I want to talk about all the different things that can help us release, I guess, this dependency on other people or external factors and allow us to take charge to, to bring ourselves into the spotlight and become the main character of our stories. We are basically all the authors of our life. Like, the way that we live our life, what comes of it, is because of our actions And a lot of us are kind of just letting life take the wheel, letting life ride its course when we have the control to change it if we want to. And so I believe that a lot of these things can contribute to our main character energy to allow us to take that power back and to really believe in ourselves to be able to lead the lives that we want to become the main character of our lives. Okay, 
please don't turn this into a take a shot every time she says main character energy <laughs> because that's what we're talking about today okay I'm gonna say this a lot it's going to sound a bit weird I feel like it sounds weird for me because I'm saying it a lot you know when you say the same word repetitively it kind of just sounds like it, it's like it's weird like it's not a real word because you say it so often like oh I can't believe I'm even thinking of this example but the word moist you know, when you say that over and over again, it's like, wow, that kind of sounds weird. Is that is that actually right? <laughs> That's how I kind of feel like um, with the phrase main character energy, because I'm saying it so much. Anyway, I hope that doesn't bother you now that I've, I've like brought it to your attention. Anyway, oh my goodness. I feel like I'm I'm on like a little bit of a high now because I've recorded episodes before this and I'm like, <laughs> energy. <laughs> but to, yeah, today's episode topic is really important to me. Because it's something I feel like I have been conditioned and programmed to do since I was a kid. And I'm only really realizing and learning about this like now as a, I'm going to be 27 soon actually, which is pretty crazy because I stopped counting after I turned 18 and it's almost been 10 years since I've been 18. That's crazy to me. Anyway, um, it's only really come to light recently. And I'm so hyper aware of it now. And I'm like, you know, being really on top of trying to correct it, trying to rewrite this narrative in my head. Um, But of course, it doesn't happen overnight. And I'm working on it every single day. And every time I slip back into the bad habit, I, you know, remind myself with love and grace that, you know, it's natural for me to do this because it was conditioned. I was programmed to behave this way and I'm working on it every day you know um and so to give some context um people who are more likely to be people pleasers are people who are empaths i'd say that and this is all my personal opinion obviously please um there are probably people out there who might disagree with this so please like take this as a grain of salt um this is just my opinion and perspective from my experiences and what i've researched but I find that empaths um, are very likely to associate their self-worth on others' opinions simply because they are able to really tap into everyone's emotions and understand them, whether they are good or bad. And I don't like to put moral value on emotions, but I mean like whether that's like positively associated with the person the empath or negatively associated they can feel into both of these spectrums very deeply and sometimes I feel like empaths won't realize this and they go overboard in tapping into these feelings that they start to associate others emotions as validation for their existence whether that is as a friend as a partner as a daughter as a son whatever that may be And it's kind of like an empath may even feel into emotions of another person that who that that doesn't even realize that that's what they're feeling because empaths are just so knowledgeable in this realm of understanding of comprehending difficult emotions maybe an empath will like see deeper into what this person is feeling and this person doesn't even realize it which can cause an empath to maybe like you know take it personally or associate that emotion with their self-worth another type of person that that i believe are typical people pleasers who don't mean to are people whose love language is words of affirmation 
People whose love language is words of affirmation are people who need reassurance all the time. Reassurance is absolutely critical for these kinds of people. If they don't learn to let go of this need for constant reassurance that they're doing something well, that they're doing something right, that they're doing good, that they matter, um, they will spend the rest of their lives expending precious energy to get it out of others because they can't get it from themselves. And by extension, generally people with lower self-esteem and who feel insecure about themselves are similar in this way that they need the reassurance because they can't reassure themselves. They're not self-assured. They don't believe they have the ability and power to shift their thinking and their perspective. They believe their reality is shaped by these external factors and they place a lot of power into the hands of other people in the form of reassurance. So if they get the reassurance, it's very, very good. It, it helps. It helps them to move forward. It helps them to um, drive for bigger and better things. But when they don't have that reassurance from others around them, they feel stuck. They feel complacent. They feel possibly depressed. And this has nothing to do with their actual character about whether they did a good job or whether they're doing a good job. It's just that they're not receiving the reassurance for that. So it feels like everything that they're doing isn't even worth it or worth anything. So if you really resonated with any of these descriptions, chances are we are twins. I am basically describing myself to the T. I am an empath and whilst is a blessings in in certain times I feel is also a curse at other times because I feel like I can understand others very well I can feel into other people's emotions very well and and understand them and and that makes me a really great listener and then that also means that I subject myself to being the listener for people because when I feel like I can understand people's emotions and relay that back to them and they're like, oh my God, like you get me, you understand me, you're such a great listener. This is all words of affirmation and reassurance to me. And so I'm like, oh cool, like this is helping others. I'm going to do this continually and then doing this continually against my own, I guess, intentions and not listening to my, my, my energy. I actually end up sabotaging myself because I'm expending energy that I could be using for myself for other people because I'm looking for that affirmation that I'm a good listener, that I'm helping others. <laughs> this is also a classic trait of anyone who is an ESFJ Myers-Briggs personality type. That's a whole other can of worms. I feel like every single podcast episode is me like realizing that every topic that we talk about can open up a million different cans of worms. Um, but I used to be an ESFJ. Um, I think, I, yeah, I took the personality test seven years ago. That's the first time I took it. And that was the personality type that I received. And I really resonated with like, you know, they are the service, the service worker. They um, like to help others. Um, they, they place others' needs in front of their own. And classic occupations for this personality type are like, you know, police and like teachers, like childcare workers, people who like care and nurture for the community, for society. And I studied a Bachelor of Justice and majored in policing and criminology and like enjoyed social studies. And anyway, 
I am not an ESFJ anymore, but I do really resonate with the characteristics of that personality type. And I feel like I've taken those weaknesses that I've discovered and identified and tried to work on them and work them into strengths now. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about this very quickly, I later took the test, um, I think, yeah, last year. I've taken this test now to like confirm literally like three times and I've gotten the same result. I keep getting INFJ advocate. And I believe this is because I have, you know, worked on myself through the self-development journey and like it's possible for our personality to shift and change over the years as we grow older, as we encounter new experiences, new challenges. Uh, But I do, I do resonate with both personality types, but I still resonate a lot with the original personality type that I was categorized as being an empath. Anyway, again, I digress. Another tangent. I apologize. Stick with me. This is going to be a good episode. So if you resonate with any of these things, or if you don't, maybe you might resonate with this. What are some signs that you're a people pleaser? You find it hard to say no. You always end up going to social events that you don't want to be at because you didn't know how to say no. You apologize or accept fault even when you haven't done anything wrong. You're quick to agree, even if you don't agree. You push your own needs aside. You're a giver. You sacrifice a lot to feed your sense of self or even hope that it's reciprocated. You don't have any free time for yourself. (laughs) And arguments and conflicts upset you. People-pleasing tends to involve a fear of danger. To avoid this anger or negative feeling, you might rush to apologize or do whatever you think will make the other person happy, even when they're not angry at you. People pleasers have a tendency to make up for, to compensate for something, and are constantly giving a part of themselves to to make others feel safe or comfortable or okay. Another interesting sign about whether you're a people pleaser or not is you're over-enthusiastic with compliments. This is something I personally resonate a lot with because I find that I, whilst I do genuinely mean the compliments that I give, I almost do it so that I can feel validated by this other person that they think, oh my God, thank you for noticing that. It makes me feel really good. And sometimes I wonder whether I give someone a compliment because I want to give them the compliment or whether I want to receive that validation. (laughs) So a huge part of main character energy is we having other people to bring back the power to your benchmark that we should be like them. Remove the people from this pedestal that can be the person that you are. Not saying that you're more important or anything. Stop giving them your energy and power. But in your life, I find that a lot of the times we put other people on a pedestal and think that they're doing better, that they're a benchmark, that we should be like them. But no one else in this world can be the person that you are. So take them off that pedestal, stop giving them your energy and power and give it to yourself. Work on yourself because you're the main character here. Main characters don't feel the need to please other people. They're unapologetic about their lives. They don't need to justify anything. They don't need to explain anything. If they've made a decision, that's their choice. There's no further justification required. 
they're very conscious about the words that they use in their vocabulary. They won't demean what they're trying to say by using words like actually or just. Main characters will say no to events that they don't want to go to. They don't feel like they need to make an excuse for it. They don't need to make up something that isn't true. All they have to do is say, I am not interested. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Main characters have really clear boundaries and because they set that standard, people respect them. Can you imagine as a, a person pleaser, as a people pleaser, when you don't have clear boundaries for yourself, people will not know how to treat you because you don't show them where those boundaries are. Now, I'm not saying that it's okay that it justifies how people treat you. It doesn't justify it at all. But it also doesn't help when you're not clear about where your boundaries are. People won't know what they are if you don't communicate them. And so people who are main characters, who possess main character energy, are very clear about those boundaries. People with main character energy do not associate their self-worth with anyone else's opinion. They, and I, I think I use this word a lot this episode, but they are always unapologetic in every single aspect of their life. They are internally motivated. They're not driven by other people's opinions or expectations. They are completely motivated by themselves, by standards they've set for themselves, by goals that they've given themselves, and self-competition, being better than they were yesterday. Okay, so now that we understand to some degree what main character energy is and what makes a people pleaser, I guess the next thing would be to identify where this tendency comes from and, and what we can do to step into our main character energy and stop depending on the opinion and validation of other people. Now, you might resonate with all of these reasons and you might only resonate with one of them. So remember, with all of these episodes and all of the tips, advice, recommendations or lessons that I give to take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. For some of you, maybe people-pleasing tendencies comes from past trauma. For me, especially as a child, I learned that it was safer to do what other people wanted and take care of their needs first. It meant that my environment was quiet, it meant there was no conflict, it meant that there was no harm. And I felt like in order to preserve that environment, I had to give a part of myself away to balance that, to apologize when it wasn't my fault, to do something or bend over backwards for a person to stop any negative response from occurring, to keep myself safe. And I think by extension, this trauma also played into self-esteem. I felt like I had very little control over the environment, over my safety. And so I developed early in um, my childhood from caregivers or relationships. Um, you learn, for example, that your value comes from what you do for others. And this will probably play on repeat throughout your life unless you work to undo that conditioning, that programming. Reliance on external validation. This happens to a lot of people who have always been compared Especially in childhood, you know, with families comparing your academic abilities or your career or your hobbies with other families, children or friends, and you're constantly being compared to and you feel like 
your validation or your sense of self is dependent on these your family's opinions of you of what they see in you as compared to others this creates that reliance on external validation to tell you that you're doing a good job and it gets increasingly hard to, to get that when you're older because no one's going to be sitting next to you telling you whether you're doing a good or bad job all the single time about every aspect of your life and so we almost become dependent on this reassurance like is this right is this good and so we naturally associate our self-worth with what other people think, even if they're not authority figures. Maybe they're just friends. Maybe they're siblings. Maybe it's your partner. You just want to know what they think of what you're doing because you were so used to receiving that as a child by your family or authority figures that now you're just dependent. You just need to know what others think and that influences whether you want to continue doing it or not or whether it's right for you and also the last thing I have here in my notes about where this people-pleasing tendency comes from is the fear of rejection to avoid rejection in the form of criticism or punishment when you did something wrong you learned to always do what they wanted perhaps before they even asked it of you to kind of like go above and beyond so that you can get that affirmation that you're doing good. You get that positivity, that dopamine. It's interesting because as children, I, I believe that a lot of things like mistakes that we make are punished. But as an adult who makes the same mistake, it's not punished. Like for example, let's say as a child, you break a plate by accident. Obviously, we don't go doing that on purpose. Let's say you break a, a plate as a kid, and because you do that, your parents or authority figures around you punish you for doing that. You're klutz, you're clumsy, you can't do that. Like, now we have to buy another plate, you know? And as an adult, if you break a plate, it's really no big deal. It's unfortunate, and be careful cleaning it up, but it's just a plate. You can get another one. Or if as a child you lose money, let's say you're given $20 to buy some lunch at school and you lose it. Your $20 notes. It's not impossible. You can already imagine how the rest of the story will go. You'll get punished for losing money. You know, money doesn't grow in trees, kid. You gotta be careful with it. How could you be so careless? $20 is a lot of money. I could buy you four meals. I don't know, you know? But like as an adult, if you lose $20, oh shit, oh bummer. Man, that sucks kind of thing. But it's a mistake, you know? We don't lose money on purpose. So because of the way, I guess, very human and natural mistakes were punished as children, I believe that that creates a fear of consequences. So people pleasers in their adult years will overcompensate, will go above and beyond just to avoid those consequences and just be on the very, very, very other end of the spectrum where their words of affirmation like, wow, like, well done, like, that's great. And receive that confirmation that what they're doing is awesome and that's like the exact opposite of consequence and conflict. That's not where they want to be, you know? So how can we overcome these people-pleasing tendencies? I think that the number one thing that you can do 
I mean, it's great that you're listening to this episode. If you don't identify as a people pleaser, I hope you're finding this interesting. But if you do, I hope that this, you know, is a little bit of a reality check for you and that you're aware of your tendencies and identify what they are and what trigger them for you. Being aware of it and being intentional with trying to improve it is definitely the first step to overcoming it. The second thing would be to set clear boundaries for yourself. Really understand whether this action that you're contemplating, whether that's something you truly need to do, or if it's something that someone else wants you to do. You know, I think that there's a blurry line there for people who have these tendencies to realize that they think that this action is something they have to and need to do, because it fuels that people-pleasing tendency, right? It's an action that actually helps someone else more than it helps them, and they're sacrificing a little bit of their energy or time to do that for this person. But because the result of this action means that they get to feel good, that they get that affirmation, that reassurance, and so they kind of have this blurry understanding of what actually needs to be done versus what something else wants them to do. I don't know if much of this is making sense. I'm having a hard time articulating it with my brain as well, but I hope, I hope it's making sense. But with this basically comes the need to say no, get comfortable with saying no. As Dr. Newman has a really, really great quote, For some, saying yes is a habit, and for people who love to please others and associate their self-worth with others' opinions, saying yes is a way to do that. (laughs) Always being up for it, you know? And it doesn't have to be hard. It's an exercise that you can practice and start small with. It could be as simple as making your own decisions as well. Because as you begin to make your own decisions for your life, whether that's what you want to eat, what you're going to get for groceries, where you want to go, if you start making these little decisions for yourself, you start to believe in your opinion. You start to believe in your voice, in your power. And so it gets easier to say no to things. Because you finally believe that your voice has some weight in this conversation, that you don't have to say yes, that saying no is okay, and that it doesn't change what other people think of you. I feel that that boundary for people pleasers is also blurry because they can't make decisions for themselves. So it's easier to to just say yes to everything that they're given. So that one, they please other people and two, they don't have to make the decision themselves because if they say no, then that's like, that's scary. There's a fear of rejection there. There's this fear of conflict. If you say no, then this might happen. The second thing is detach from other people's opinions of you. Obviously easier said than done, but stop associating your self-worth and your validation on external things. You are your own person, main characters. Don't, don't look for validation from other people. They don't need it. They are self-assured. Other people's opinions don't matter at all, whether they are good or bad. Regardless, at the end of the day, their opinions are their opinions and they have nothing to do with the accurate reflection of you as a person. 
main characters know exactly what they want in life and know exactly what they're striving for and everything else anyone else's opinions that's just chatter it's just background noise they're supporting characters that doesn't matter in your story you're the main character you do shit the way that you want to do their opinions are just chatter And by extension of everything here, the third thing is to practice putting yourself first. People who have people-pleasing tendencies often sacrifice and self-sabotage, so they never have time for themselves. They don't look after themselves, they don't eat well, they don't exercise, they don't have a practice that fuels themselves, that helps them become better people. Main characters always, always prioritize their self-care. And this isn't just bubble bath said like, you know, having a glass of wine. It's so much deeper than that. It's doing that inner work. It's understanding that we do have our own flaws and that's okay. And that every single day we're practicing being better people. We're identifying our triggers. We're looking for mistakes and learning from them. Every experience in life is a lesson. You don't, you don't lose. You just win or you learn ways to practice putting yourself first obviously taking care of yourself that's the first thing but secondly when you're presented with a choice always think about whether this is something you truly want to do is this something that's going to serve you does the prospect of this idea excite you or does it make you feel anxious or stressed because if you feel a knot in your stomach when you're presented with a choice, it's very clear that your body is telling you what you do want and what you don't want. Listen to that. Listen. Stop ignoring it. Main characters always listen to their intuition, that gut feeling. Anyway, that about wraps up this episode. It was very, I felt like it was a little bit heavy. I feel I feel a little bit tired after talking about this, but I hope that, again, for any of you who resonated with this, I hope that it was enlightening and that you got some perspective and perhaps maybe you have some idea of habits and and strategies you might want to implement in order to become a little bit more aware of your tendencies and how to step into your main character energy. Um, And for those of you who didn't resonate, you're not a people pleaser, kudos to you, trying to be like you. You are the kind of spirit animal that I want to be. I want to be unapologetic. I want to be carefree and spirited in myself. So um, me sharing these lessons and I guess tips is a process of me learning as well. There's probably a lot more that could be said that I haven't yet. It's again another can of worms. So I'd appreciate any feedback if you have any ideas or suggestions as well of how to uh, not be a people pleaser. (laughs) and step into your main character energy um you can find me over on instagram at ofi hope or at o frequencies i'm really looking forward to seeing you in the next one thank you so much for being here for listening i appreciate you i'm so grateful for you have an amazing rest of your day or night (laughs) bye